if other people are participating in the sales process, making sure that their money mindset is always fresh, isn't going to be projecting what they personally think or believe onto those that are making an investment decision to enroll, to work with you, that is going to serve you in the long run in the best possible way. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnell Jervy Harmon, the place to be for high-level conversations about all things millions. Your mission, mindset, methodologies, mandate, movement, messaging, marketing, metrics, and most definitely your money. I am your host, spiritual business growth coach, Dr. Darnell J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you're ready to move to your next level everything, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Move to Millions, the book. If you are ready for a shift to go beyond the six-figure plateau and to get your company solidly on a trajectory to make, move, and leave millions, then you gotta have my book. Go to movetomillionsbook.com to grab your copy as well as to get our exclusive bonuses. I have an incredible treat for you today. Today's episode is going to be a reflection of what happened with me and my team last week during our annual team retreat. Every August, we get together for a full week and we work on the business. We work on our plan to move the business forward. This is something that I have done for at least the last 10 years. And when I think about the Move to Millions method, which is our proven framework and methodology that we leverage to help our clients grow businesses that serve them financially and spiritually to and beyond the million dollar mark on our Move to Millions continuum. And just as a quick reminder, the continuum is $100,000 a year is momentum. $100,000 a quarter is mastery. $100,000 a month is millions. $100,000 a week is majesty and $100,000 a day is monumental. So we look at our clients on that full continuum and we serve and support them around our five pillars. Our five pillars are strategy, sales, system support, and success mindset. This episode and giving you a debrief from our annual retreat is really going to hit three of our pillars. We're going to talk a little bit about strategy. We're going to talk a little bit about systems and we're going to talk about support. So today's episode is really going to be a three for one. What I think is important to make sure that regardless of the size of your team, if it's just you and a VA, if it's just you, often what happens is that as the CEO, as the lead service provider, as the person who is responsible for making sure that the business moves, you find yourself doing all the things except for the one thing you have to do if you want to get beyond the six-figure plateau. Now, when you are building and growing, that will get you to six figures, right? But we're talking about going to the next level. And in order to go to the next level, you need to scale. And in order to scale, you're going to need strategy. You're going to have a, need a clear sales infrastructure. You're going to need the right systems working in the right way. You're going to need support, a team helping you to do what needs to be done. And you're going to constantly have to be elevating that mindset. So every August, when we get together for our strategic team retreat, 
We do this because we know that the majority of the year, each person on the team is playing their role. They're working in the business. They're getting done. They're oftentimes being a tactician and performing whatever service needs to be done, whether we're talking about our sales and marketing team or our operations team or our talent team, they are in it day in, day out, working, doing what they have to do, producing their KPIs, getting results to continue to move our company forward. And this process has worked for us extremely well as evidenced by the fact that for the last two years, we've been on the Inc. 5000 with an average of about 530% growth in each three-year span, right? So getting together gives us as an entire team the opportunity to work on the business. As the CEO every single day, my goal is to spend 80% of my time on the business, that strategic high level, the ability to get out from behind my computer, out from behind service delivery and have the meetings, to hold the meetings, to build the relationships, to stand on the stages, to do the things that are going to create new opportunities for our business to move forward and to bring those opportunities back to our team so that they can continue to help us to grow grow in how we serve our clients, grow in how we manage our day-to-day, and grow to how we manage our lead generation and our revenue generation, because we need to be able to do both of those things. So we started doing the retreats in August of every year, because I also like to think about retail, right? If you are a product-based business or you own a retail establishment, you probably know exactly where I'm about to go. Retail establishments are working 90 days ahead. Right now, I'm recording this episode. This is going to run on Labor Day 2023. The stores are already displaying Christmas. I was in Costco just before I went on the trip for our team retreat, and there were Christmas trees around. The summer furniture had moved out, and now they're on to Christmas. Well, guess what? In your service-based business, you need to think the same way. So I like August as the time that we refine the plan because it allows you that three-month window to get everything done. We're also going to be coming into the corridor of the end-of-year checklist, and I'll come back to that in a second. So our company runs on a three-year strategic plan, so three years at a time. So right now in 2023, I am working, the team is working the 23 through 25 strategic plan. At our team retreat, Last week, I presented them with our 24 through 26 strategic plan. So what we do is we, what I do, let me make it about me first. So what I do is I write the plan and I write the plan based on five categories. Number one, I'm looking at overall goals for the business. Number two, I'm looking at overall goals for me as the CEO of the company. Number three, I'm looking at our existing properties. What do we have? What offers are we selling and how well are they doing? We perform a SWOT analysis on our offer so we can identify if we can keep them going or if we need to shift to something else. Number four, we look at our marketing, our lead generation And that entire process, how we're going to drive new leads for our existing properties, and we look at our sales and revenue generation. As a part of my CEO goals, that's where we factor in leadership, where we factor in team members that we need to build and bring on so that everybody gets to work without overwhelm and stress to pull off our big, hairy, audacious goals right? I am on a divine assignment and mandate. I cannot play small being out in the world and making sure that people know that we are available to support them to go to their next level is my call. 
and making sure that I don't shrink back from that is what I have to be able to do. And so having team around me as we look at these five areas in our strategic plan makes a huge difference. I did that for 2024. I did that for 2025. I did that for 2026. So for each of the three years, I created high level strategic plan of what our key initiatives are going to be around our existing properties. What else might we be introducing to the marketplace over and above the things that we are doing that are consistently working, right? So I create that high level plan. At our retreat last week, I presented the high level plan for all three years. And then we went deep on next year because we need to begin to do the things and build the assets right now will become what you get to experience in 2024 from Incredible One Enterprises. So as we were going deep, we start with a SWOT analysis. A SWOT analysis stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We look at our strengths as a company in general. We look at our strengths in our programs specifically. We look at our strengths in our lead generation and sales ability and with our revenue. Every one of those five areas, we're looking at our strengths. We're looking at our weaknesses. We're identifying our opportunities. We're identifying our threat. Stuck on the six-figure plateau? It's time that you cross over the million-dollar milestone with grace and ease. Part memoir and part methodology, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind, helps entrepreneurs and business owners simplify their processes to multiply their profits. Known for breaking down complex topics, I equip you with all that you need to leave the headaches of scaling your business behind so that you can be empowered and edified without compromising any of your values in the process. It is time for you to make the move to millions. Grab your copy today at movetomillionsbook.com. Your strengths and weaknesses are internal, and then your opportunities and your threats are external. So you're looking at you controlling your business as well as what has the potential to happen to accelerate or detract from what's happening in your business. So we go through that exercise and everyone participates in our SWOT analysis. After we complete our SWOT analysis, then we go deep into the plan, one category at a time. We buy a humongous wall calendar, like It could span the size of a whole wall and it's blank for the 12 months. And we map the entire year, everything that we have planned from a marketing or sales activity perspective. We also look at our core campaigns. So we have four core campaigns that we run every single year. So we look at our campaigns, we back into the campaigns, we poke and we prod on those campaigns in order to evaluate what went well the last time we ran it we might want to do differently the next time. So we spend some time looking at that. We then also spend some time looking at the output of activity amongst the current team and who we might need to hire. As a part of our organization chart, we are building the infrastructure that will support a $10 million company. And so we're thinking about and we're strategically aligning our hires because we recognize that it typically takes about 90 days for a new hire to be at the point that they can be productive. So if we need people in place by January 1, when we start enacting our first campaign, then we need to be hiring now. So it puts us in position to be able to back into everything that it is that we are going to be doing based on the goals that we set for 2024. Now, I think I shared with you before that rather than set traditional revenue goals, 
we set tithing goals. We have the Incredible One Foundation. The purpose of our foundation is to support the children of incarcerated parents and to teach them entrepreneurship so that they have an alternative to not following in the footsteps of their families. And so that's the impetus of our tithing component and everything that we do being about our ability to give to these children and to also offer scholarships as children are going to college, if they've been put into foster care because their children, I mean, because their parents are in jail, then we want to be able to offer scholarships. This year, we participated in the Move-In Mafia, and we sponsored two children to college by making over their dorm room, and both of the children's parents were incarcerated. So we give two initiatives like that because, of course, you guys know my mom went to jail when I was eight and was in jail for eight years. So for a good chunk of my life, she was out of my life because she was serving a sentence. And I vowed that when I got to the point where I had resource enough to support causes like the angel tree, which helped me as a child of an incarcerated parent, I would do my part and give back. And so we even talk about the role that that's going to play in our strategic plan over the next year. So we know when we're looking at our goals and our goal being to get to whatever the revenue marker is within the three-year span of the strategic plan, we're setting the goals based on our ability to tithe and what variables need to be in place. We also evaluate our pricing. Do we need to make adjustments to what the investment to work us is because we are going to be enhancing the program or we need to hire more team. The reason you need to charge more than it costs is because you want to make sure you have money enough to do all the things that need to be done to continue to accelerate and move your company forward. And all of that is identified during your team retreat. Another thing that's important about your team retreat is making sure that you spend time as a team, not doing any work, just connecting, synergizing, further establishing rapport and connection to a shared set of goals and core values. We review our core values at every single retreat. We do the start with why exercise out of Simon Sinek's book every single time. We make sure that we our why, our what, and our how are still in line with the ultimate goal and purposes that we have. Everybody's on board with that. We evaluate our messaging. Do we have the right message for the client that we intend to reach over this next year. We do all of that and so much more at our team retreat. It really is an opportunity for us to just kind of be together. We get together one other time every single year at this point as an entire collective, an entire team. And that is during our Move to Millions Live event, which happens every single May. The entire team comes in from all over the country. We hang out a few days before, and then we serve our attendees for three days, it's an amazing experience. So this team retreat really just helps to fortify the relationships that we are building, the respect and admiration that we have for one another so that we can continue to do the work that we have been called forth to do. As a part of the team retreat process, let me just give you some actionable items, some things that you want to be thinking about if you want to plan your retreat. So number one, do your strategic plan first. And I recommend that you as the CEO do it from the highest level view that you can. Take some time first to visualize, to sit with the vision of where you want to be three years from now. And in order to be there in three years, what do you need to do? And after year one, what do you need to do today? Like really thinking that through, map that out for the five core areas of your business. 
You could also look at it based on the move to millions method, right? You could look at the strategy that you'll need to achieve the ultimate goal of where you want to be in three years, how much you'll need to sell and what sales tool will be the most effective for you over the next three years to achieve that goal. What systems do you need to erect and what systems do you need to refine in order to be able to hit that goal in three years? What team do you need in order to be able to hit that goal in three years? What support are you going to need, right? And then identifying which team members can be contractors or and virtual and which team members need to be employees because you need a delicate balance, right? Like every single person who's on our team, if we counted our entire team, we have about 15 people, but we have right now, we're in the process of hiring two roles. Right now we have six core team members and we're going to be bringing on two more to give us eight core team members. Actually, that's not true. That'll bring us nine core members because one of our core team members couldn't be with us at the retreat. There's seven core members right now. So we know that we're going to have nine core team members in order to do the, the general management of moving the company to get forward in each of our three teams. And then we have a host of contractors Some are project specific, like right now, because we're in our book launch, we have two contractors, a marketing team that's supporting us and PR team that is supporting us. But those teams are temporary teams, right? Once the book launch is over, then we will not be working with those teams anymore. We also, as a result of this, and when you look at that, we also spend some time in thinking about mindset and specifically money mindset, because doing work on your money mindset and your money consciousness never stops. You will be doing that for the entire duration of your company, the tenure of your company. You will be looking at and fortifying your money mindset. It is true that as you elevate, as you go up to the next level, new things pop up, right? And you do get past specific things, but there are new things that come as you look to elevate. And so always doing that work and doing that work as a team, especially if you have people who other than yourself that are participating in the sales process. If other people are participating in the sales process, making sure that their money mindset is always fresh, isn't going to be projecting what they personally think or believe onto those that are making an investment decision to enroll to work with you, that is going to serve you in the long run in the best possible way. Something else that's really important as you think about strategic team and going through this process of planning is that you want your strategic plan to be a living, breathing document. It's not something you do once a year. You put it together and then you're adding to it, you fine tune it. So what we have a commitment to do is that every single week we have two meetings. We have our all hands meeting, and then we have a separate sales and marketing meeting. At our all hands meeting where we are looking at what we are doing and how we're contributing to the goal, and we're refining the goals. At our sales and marketing meeting, we're specific, our marketing and sales meeting, we are specifically looking at our legion and our sales capacity. Like what is happening? Are we bringing in enough leads to hit the goals that we've set? What might we need to do differently? We're reviewing our campaigns. Once we're in the campaign, because we have four major campaigns, which is basically one campaign per quarter. And of those major campaigns, once we have everything set up in the system, we're then reviewing, we're looking at the KPIs, we're looking at the analytics and identifying if we need to make adjustments while the campaign is going on. So we're very proactive instead of being reactive anytime that we're working, which is another big goal and key to strategic planning with your team. It allows you to be proactive. 
a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners let their businesses happen to them. If you want to be the CEO of a company that makes moves and leaves millions, then it is going to be imperative upon you to make sure that you are not letting your business happen to you. And instead, you are actually being proactive and driving what is happening inside of your business. Now, as you think about the fact that this episode is going to drop as we move into the final four months or we're in the final four months of the year, I just want to remind you the reason why I want you to spend some time right now and really start thinking about what your goals are for your business, not just for the end of this year, but also, and more importantly, for 2024. You need to start thinking about if you're planning to do a Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend sale, you need to be thinking about that now. Three, at minimum 90 days before you're planning anything, a plan needs to be erected. And that is why it's critical during this month before we finish the third quarter that you spend some time in strategic planning mode. Now, I also just want you to keep in mind, if you think about, as you think about your strategic plan for 2024, if your goal is to scale your business up higher into six figures or seven figures, you're actually not ready to scale until you have the firm foundation under your business. You want a solid, thriving, consistent, and predictable revenue and results foundation under your business. What do you mean, Danielle? Your strategy has to be really tight. When we define strategy, we define it as your packaging of your offers, the pricing of your offers, your positioning or messaging of your offers and your promotion or marketing of your offers. You need a very clear strategy, right? Inside of the marketing and the positioning, you're going to be looking at marketing KPIs and analytics for lead generation, all as a part of strategy. You want to be very clear who it is that you're talking to and who you desire to bring in inside of your programs. That needs to be clear and sound. You'll know it's working when you see sales consistently, right? The message that you have is how you get known. And that knowing is solidified when people are willing to put a dime on it. When they're willing to pay to access your solution, then you know you have a strategy that is working. I know you love the Move to Millions podcast. I know you can't wait every single week for me to drop a new episode. You know what that tells me? It tells me that you're also going to love my brand new book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustling grind. Listen to me. Everything you need to know to make millions of dollars without losing your shirt, your sanity, or anything that's important to you in the process is in this powerful book. It takes what you are experiencing each week on the podcast to the absolute next level. Go now to movetomillionsbook.com to grab your copy. Once you know that it is working and you're able to determine some clear wins for the clients that enroll in that particular offer early in the process, you want to get your clients a win in that first 90 days, then you know you have a sound strategy. Your sales infrastructure is how long it takes you to move someone through your sales cycle. And do you have enough leads in your sales tool to make that happen? And is a leveraged sales tool possible for you? Your systems are the systems that you're using every single day. So when you think about the seven systems that you need, your general operations, your financial management, your legal management, your client management, your marketing management, your sales management, your talent management, those are your seven systems. 
and making sure that you have the software, the SOPs, the process flows for every single thing that has to be done more than one time inside of your company. And then your team that you have core team who understands who they are and the role that they play. And they are playing that role consistently within the organization. When all of those are sound and your mind is elevated to your next level, you're ready to begin the journey to consider the feasibility of scaling. Remember also that scaling is not about speed. It's about leadership. It's about duplication and replication. And that is why retreating to ramp up with your team is so very important. It's also going to be important to recognize as a part of your team retreat, as a part of your strategic plan, that the more offers you have, the harder it will be for you to scale. Scale happens when your business has simplicity. Streamlined the least amount of offers to perform the task and offer the solution that you want to bring to the marketplace. And as you think about your team in the next three years, Make sure that you have those key team members in place before you attempt to scale. Otherwise, you will feel like you are pushing a boulder up a hill, and that is not what we desire for you. So you've got four solid months left in 2023 to make a difference in your business. Start these next four months with taking some time with whomever is on your team to create a strategic plan at minimum for 2024 but ideally for the next three years, high level what's going to happen and then go really deep into 2024, building out that plan and then look specifically your Q1 plan to make sure that when the clock strikes January 1st, you are ready. You are absolutely ready to take the world by storm and to shake the planet. Taking the time to retreat, to ramp up in every way will serve you and your business so substantially well Because the more time you take away from the business, the stronger the business becomes and it increases the likelihood that it will generate without you. We were at our retreat and our company was still making money. And that is ultimately what it is that you want because we know that profit is how we keep scoring business. So do me a favor, take a selfie, tag me in your stories, however you listen to this podcast and share with me when you are going to spend some time over the next four months, but ideally in this month before the third quarter is over, working on your strategic plan with your team so that you can retreat to ramp up. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. If this episode has impacted you in any way, would you please take a moment and rate and review? Doing so helps us to deepen our impact and expand our reach around the world. And if you are ready to start your very own Move to Millions, I highly recommend that you order your very own copy of my brand new best-selling book, Move to Millions, the proven framework to become a million-dollar CEO with grace and ease instead of hustle and grind. You can get your copy and our bonuses today at movetomillionsbook.com. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright, and to access them, you need only move. I'll see you next time.